Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Casting live from the Liquor Barn Studios, it's time for the Diener Show, presented by OPC Pest Services on ESPN 680, 1057, and 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. Okay, I appreciate the audience keeping us posted with these stupid Capital One ads that are stopping up on this stupid system we're not going to use. Yeah, okay? Yeah. So... Um, I'm gonna, you know, raise holy hell on this. Good. Uh, we we have a rogue. Um, I don't know what you'd call him. We would call a a rogue ad injector. A rogue ad injector. A, a rogue um, internet service, not internet service provider, stream provider, uh, who just decided to go rogue and activate a program that we aren't capable of running. Right. And it we've, and we've told them we're not capable of running it. Right, right. And right. we are not going to run it, or there'll be no damn morning show. Right. Okay? So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know when this guy decided that he needed to do this and not alert anyone. Anybody that it's happening. On the ground. But but thank you to our listeners Keep for alerting us. Keep sending the us. text, because you know what I can do? I can forward the text and say, see? Still happening. This is why you need to trust us. Right. When we say... Mr. McKittrick, after careful consideration, I've determined your new defense system sucks. <laughs> to quote the great war games. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what it is. It's it's Mr. McKittrick's new defense system called, you know, in, uh, you know, what was called the Whopper. That's what it was called, right? In uh, war games. That's right. I think that was what it yeah. was called. Yeah. 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 His new defense system thought about that sucks. Ever. Have well, thought about that. That movie from my age was unbelievable that you could take a floppy disk the size of an album and book plane reservations to paris without ever talking to a human and then incredible and then hack into the united states defense system yeah, with, you could do that too. with a little password called joshua <laughs> and damn near start a nuclear war from a giant floppy disk and dial up almost happened it almost like, happened. there was no such thing as like dial up internet then, but I guess you could dial into message. We could dial into specific things, right? And I remember like because this was like 1983 or something. It premiered in '83. I, I just was pulling yeah. it up, so I was a year old. Yeah, so I was ten years old, and I'm watching Matthew Broderick do sorcery by by you know having a computer call another computer. Yeah, and so what then the hell? you know 17 years later, really not even that, like uh I guess 15 years later, you probably discovered America Online and you probably thought you were playing war games. Yeah, I mean it really was. I mean yeah. it it was it was unbelievable, blew your mind. And and the, the floppy disk literally was I I I never used one that size. No, 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 Mark no. no. That. <laughs> 
You use the uh, like little the re- three, three by yeah. five or the I use the three inch version. There you go, Sephora. Are you happy? <laughs> so he's, he's very, very happy. Actually, he's no. Very happy. No, wait a minute. No, that was the hard disk. They were still called floppies. No, no. It was actually floppy. Oh, yeah. I know which ones you're talking about. Now, I use those for like... um, You can't make hand motions. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) I used that type of floppy floppy disk. disk. Well, there are various sizes. (laughs) As there there always are. (laughs) One for everybody. One size does not fit all. There are various sizes of floppy disks. So, the first floppy disks... Uh, let's see. Were made by IBM at a diameter of eight inches. Subsequently, the five and a quarter inch, and then the three and a half became ubiquitous forms of data storage. Right. And and now it's amazing. I went down to Louisville Geek the other day because they're working on my hard drive, and I thought the hard drive of a laptop would be I don't know five percent, ten percent the size of the keyboard or something. No, it's like the whole thing. No, it's like an inch long. Oh, really? I thought it was like this. I thought it was like. No, the, the hard like three quarters of the of the thing. It's no, not the hard drive is it's 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 not an inch long. Wow, there you go, Sephora. But it's not. But it's amazing. I was like, wait a minute, that's the hard drive. Like, yeah, that's I mean, got it's, all it's, of it's it in there. It's smaller. It's half the size of a credit card. Wow, that's, that's exactly incredible. The size I didn't realize. I didn't realize that it was it yeah. was that um, small. small? <laughs> <laughs> it no is shame in that. Yeah, <laughs> we're not shaming small hard drives. You know. <laughs> Not doing that here. God, Sephora just I makes this. We like, don't even have a sponsor for the mixtape. We work worry all week. We watch our step about I you know, know the mixtape. We got to at least get somebody on board as the title sponsor. Thank you. What totally agree. Hell? Totally agree. Come on, people. Yeah, somebody go sell it, Mark. Yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah, I'm sending a text right now. <laughs> I'll send a text right now. Yeah. Texter says it was W O P P R, but it was yes. They called it the Whopper. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Texter says two more sets of back to back capital. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. This is a freaking disaster. Now it's replaying you guys a five-second clip over and over. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. That's, this is on the ESPN Louisville app only, right? I don't think so. I think I, it's everywhere. It says the ESPN and iHeart. Again, okay. I, I tune in. Y'all, tune in is the best app for me. I don't, that's the only way I listen. Okay. So. Yeah, because I listened um, via the iHeart app yesterday just to tr- try it out, yeah. and I didn't have any problems. But maybe it's only it happening on our show. It might be something specific on our show. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, live app having it. Okay, we're going to go to break, and I'm going to make a phone call, because this All is right. crap. All okay, right. we're not putting on a bad product. So uh, I'm going to do that right now. I'll be back in the moment. I think the ESPN 6 Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is... With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Get away to where the boat leaves from. It takes away all of your big problems. You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean. But you got to get away to where the boat leaves Jimmy. Broadcasting live from the Liquor Barn Studios, you're listening to The Diener Show on ESPN 680, 1057, and 93.9 The Ville. 
Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. Okay, I think I've gotten people's attention on this. I hope so. It's just I don't know how long it takes to send command to computer to not play Capital One commercial on a loop instead of content of morning show. I don't know how I long I wish there was something takes. I could do about it, too, I know. I don't, there's, I'm just helpless right. here. <laughs> right. Helpless no, on this I, think, I think no one could disagree, other than a rogue uh, streaming you know, uh, right. person, that we don't need to do this. And the person that does that might listen to the stream while they do that. That would be my suggestion, too. Interesting. Shouldn't have to point this out. But yeah, you should have to listen to it to yeah. hear how it Does it sound like works. crap? Yes. <laughs> yes. Don't do that. Does it sound good? Yes. Then do that. Then do it. Then it works. This is not really, you know, like I say all the time, radio is not that complicated of a business. It's not war games. It's not Joshua. It's, we're not reinventing the wheel, yeah. man. We're just talking about sports. And it's really nice when Samuel L. Jackson isn't talking over you. I like Samuel L. Jackson. Just not over our, our product. I'm even fine with Capital One. Yeah, just, just not, not over, over our Capital product. Yeah. yeah, just not over what we're doing. I was even thinking about a Capital One credit card after seeing like we're Because they really in. Do you like to travel? <laughs> Who says no to that? No, yeah. I'd like to stay in my home. <laughs> never come out. Um, Ashley's sister hates traveling. She won't do we, it. You know, we do, though. Between the amount of time you and I spend on booking hotels, getting points, we do need maybe a segment on like, all right, here's the best. Here's the value of the week in the credit card. Because it changes a little oh, bit, too. Oh, it changes too. all the time. Yeah. Uh, and, in fact, Marriott just updated their program. They, See? See? They added, it's like Weird um, Wednesday. You know, they yeah. added a... Yeah. Uh, uh, they increased their annual fee, but you got more dining Air credits, Thursday. Yeah, yeah. hotel credits, and, and different things like that. If you go to the spa, you get this. And then also Hilton, what they did, they used to have Priority See? Pass. See? Okay, it's like Strebel talking about aliens. Which would Priority Pass? <laughs> with you know, it's like airport lounges, yeah, right? Yeah. But they got they got rid of that, and now you're an executive member of National Rail Car, which means all you got to do is buy the big size car and then just walk in and drive out with that car. That's a big deal. And I like the that. airport lounge to me is worthless. I don't have time anywhere. Way. Well, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm not I, showing hey, up. Hey, I don't want to transfer. It'd be if I do. I, I'm usually, right. I'll take my twelve dollar beer at the bar. It's fine. Right. I'm so you know? rarely in an airport long enough to use an airport lounge, especially in the places that they have them, like LaGuardia or JFK or LAX, where the where they're really good. I'm almost never there. So the airport lounge thing worthless for me. The, the prices in airports has always been crazy. It's insane now. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. Ken Savaji and I last night. We were coming back, transferred to Chicago. We split a burger, and between us had three beers. $70 with Are tip. you serious? Yes. Golly, that's so like, much. I know you got us here, but damn, $9.99 for a Coors Light? That's a lot. That's a lot for a Coors Light. That's a lot. I mean, that should be a... Streams are all jacked up. 5 to $6 I'm going to blow... I mean, everybody in the world is going get to get this text. Everybody so, in the world. Everybody that, that needs to know. <laughs> First of all, the engineer, he's well aware. But the power of the CC, the power of the copy. Of the, somebody can ignore a text to you. Yeah. When you have the power of the... Darren Rogers was the first one to give me the power of the CC. Yes. Then they're accountable to everyone else. Everybody else on the thing. Yeah. If it's just between you and them, they can let you down. Yeah. Even but if there not, is a droid ruining the whole thing, you know, still, it's fine. No, but if you CC their boss or a board member or somebody that they're that they don't want to disappoint the cc does come through sometimes yeah it does especially if it's a solvable situation like this seems to be now the st- entire stream is down mm. really so, um, that, that's the reports i'm getting and i believe them 
Um, yeah, this is a this is. Um, I throw my hands up. I yeah. don't know. I yeah, would just, just watch yeah, you work you, you through can, this. You, let's set up the Tennessee story. While, so the while Tennessee I'm story. The world. So what happened with Tennessee? Uh, the NCAA decided that they're going to crush Tennessee for NIL, and part of it. I understand. Jeremy Pruitt was uh, breaking all sorts of rules. Tennessee decided they didn't want him anymore, so they decided to tell on themselves so they didn't have to pay Jeremy Pruitt's buyout. It was in their it, it was to their advantage to tell the NCAA that Jeremy Pruitt was breaking rules because they saved fourteen million dollars by firing him, right? But, right. But now they're going <laughs> after. Uh, they're going after Tennessee for NIL for having a marketing agency that's really a part of their collective. There, it's like the volunteer or something. I can't remember. The volunteer fund. And they signed this quarterback, Nico, to a, an NIL deal, which is not unlike anybody else. But they don't like it because I don't know why. You know, and so why ten, So now ten, the state of Tennessee and the state of Virginia have teamed up with their attorneys generals. Uh, sorry, attorneys general to go and talk. And, and so now they filed a lawsuit, federal lawsuit against the NCAA, saying this is a this is a. We've already been ruled on this. You know, Brett Kavanaugh already said that you can't you can't do this. And so the NCA said back and reply and return. Member schools have made these rules. And now it's up to us to enforce these rules. People have complained that there are no guardrails. Now, now we put guardrails in. Now these guardrails are violated. But Tennessee is arguing that this this deal with Nico with this with the NIL collective mm-hmm. that the rules weren't in place at the time, which is true. And so the NCAA is just deciding now to go after Tennessee, just like they went at they decided to go after Florida State over this car ride. They could go after anyone. The college coach I, I talked to yesterday said they could go after every school, and I, and that's that was yeah. my thought too, because all these. Th- I mean, the Florida State thing. Oh well, he he uh, they drove him to meet with the collective. Who cares? What this isn't nil anyway. It's pay for play. Right? There's not a there's not an ounce of this that that. Or there's maybe an ounce, but there's not much of this at all that's actually true name, image, and likeness. This is just straight pay for play. That's it. So Tom Mars is the uh, he's like a high powered college attorney. He he's won lawsuits against the NCAA before. Dan Wetzel just worships this guy, and he indicated to Dan and Ross and and Pat Forty that there are going to be more states joining this lawsuit against the NCAA more attorneys general to like mm-hmm. Ohio I think is probably one there's going to be others that kind of jump on board because they know that their schools in their state in order to stay competitive have to operate this way mm-hmm. this is the landscape that we're in and so if you're Ohio State you're not going to get beat by Michigan because uh, you don't want to get in trouble because Michigan's doing it Alabama's doing it LSU, everybody's doing it and so, just to so to selectively go after Tennessee and Florida State and Miami women's basketball, it's just wrong. It's, it's just wrong. I think they're just going after the programs they know have been cheating all along mm-hmm. and deciding, okay, we'll we'll just get them on this. But because they could get anybody. But you can't do this. You can't root for this either. If you're a Louisville fan, no. don't root for this. Do, no. Don't root for people getting in trouble because they're trying to get them in trouble for laws that didn't exist. I, something. Look, we all knew signing with an agent. While it's not in the rule book, you knew it was meant is probably coming if it wasn't specifically written down. Right. Well, now you can have representation. You know, they have to be yeah. approved by the NCAA and all that other stuff. But like, there is, you know, you can have representation now. But it's it's just How did Virginia guy jump in. What's he care? I 
I think you know Vir- Virginia, Virginia Tech football. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know yeah. James yeah. Madison. I don't know, but yeah. you know, um, I think James Matt. So the Virginia, yeah. the Virginia AG has already sued the NCAA over the James Madison eligibility thing. So I think it's he's probably like, yeah, come on board. He's probably like, yeah, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy to keep suing the NCAA over all these rules that they keep banning now. So I think that's probably. I think that's probably the angle there. But I think you'll see Ohio, Alabama. I think you'll see Georgia involved in Florida. Well, at some point, they're just going to have to come to an agreement because you're right. Every state could file in on this. And the states, then it's going to be the fear of missing out. Well, why haven't we done this? You know, I have, you know, and it's an election year. It is. So there's going to be a lot Kentucky of grandstanding. A lot of grandstanding uh, <laughs> you know? happening uh, in an election year. Well, for sure. or just smart politics. Like, hey, any any downside to this? No. Is there upside? Yes. Okay, let's do that. And the NCAA loses in court over and over and over again. And they already lost in court on this. And it's an antitrust violation, is what uh, the states of Virginia and Tennessee are saying. It's like, listen, Brett Kavanaugh and the Supreme Court have already ruled on this. And mm-hmm. and now they're now they're inhibiting student athletes from making money because we can't operate it. And there and there was a lot of comp, uh, conversation initially from the schools. They're like, wait, so we're supposed to have outside organizations handle this for us, but we're responsible right. if they break the rules. No, that to me is is the is the craziest part that you cannot be involved in a collective. How could you let your collective do that? Correct. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> what? You said what? I couldn't do that. You know, yeah. So, so don't. I can't be. I can't be involved, but I'm responsible. No, <laughs> no, no. I know. So, so there's already some clear and present, you know, chasms there that have to that had like, had to be. Drew, fixed. you are not allowed to talk to Mark Blankenbaker. You can't communicate. And then you go and rob a bank. You're under arrest, Drew, for letting Mark Blankenbaker rob a bank. Wait, huh? You, you should have directed him not to rob the bank. But you said I couldn't talk to him. Yes, well, you, no. but you still should have directed him to not rob the bank. Drew, you need to split the sentence uh, with me. Uh, what? Yeah, how? How am I in trouble again? <laughs> yeah. And to be clear, I've robbed no banks. There's been no bank robbery. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Check my bank account. I don't know. Right yeah, now. places you got. Yeah, you got that would explain a lot. You know. I haven't been to Ruby's in, since like know, January. Bourbon tasting. Since January, yes. On February 1st. We I didn't talk that. about the bourbon tasting either. That's I know. I know. The bourbon yeah. tasting was great. We, we were at uh, the card catalog uh, two nights back for the Clemson we game. We talked about it, awesome. it yesterday. We talked a little we? bit yeah. about it. It was awesome. Yeah. It was great. It was awesome. It's always awesome. We've lost three games though every time we've been to the car catalog wolves law i don't think that matters they lose all their games mark it doesn't really matter they Pain's play them on a monday a tuesday a wednesday it doesn't matter it's three and 27 Dude, the uber drive i forgot to say this so, so i am um I, I i went i went to take like one uber while i was in kansas city but i took one yesterday after the show and i could tell you know i, w- I was finishing up a call but then i hear the espn thing go off on his app like dude you know it can update and then i see his presets and they're on sports radio stations. So I was like uh, asking about the Chiefs. And he was a guy that was like, ah, I don't know how I almost feel guilty being back here. And then he's like, where are you from? I'm like Louisville. He goes, man, I used to love their basketball teams. He's yeah. like, what was his name? Darrow? I was like, Griffith. He goes, yeah, Dr. Something. Duncan Stein. Like the dude knew his history. Wow. Like, it's like, what is going on with you guys? Trust me. We want to like, know the same right, thing. We want to know. Too. He's like, how can you guys suck? I'm what? like. I know, man. This is what we do every day. He's like, so what do you do? I'm like, I do sports talk radio. This is what I talk about all day. You know, as if somebody, you know, does that. It's a sports fan that drives around. All he does is listen to sports radio. Then he's chewing. He's like, are they going to fire him? I'm like, yeah. Just, Definitely. Just a question of the only variable time. He's like, he was just, again, in shock. 
yeah. you know, we've lived it for a, for two years here. We're desensitized to it. You know, he didn't even realize. He's like, I looked up the other day, and you, you guys got like five wins or something on the year. I'm like, yeah, I didn't even want to credit. I was like, six, six. Yeah, well, but actually, I'm, we did like, have six. Yeah, and it's like, and who? Y'all lost somebody terrible, like, uh, you know, sometime back, and I was like, uh, I don't know. Was it Chad? I was like, was Chad it Arkansas State? He goes, no. I was like, well, they lost to them too. Um, <laughs> he said, I said to Paul, he goes, yeah, to Paul, they suck. I'm like, yeah, they're 290. I'm looking at right now. They're 294 in the Ken Palm. Yeah, they're pretty bad. And you know, that's the thing. 294. Think about think about this Uber driver in Kansas City. That's not Andre McGee. Okay, right. Best of my uh, knowledge. Yes, not, that, <laughs> he looked much older than I, unless he's aged really poorly. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh He's got a knowledge of Louisville basketball. We know here that we're the number one market for college basketball. The number Kansas City, by the way, usually right there in the top three. I know they are. So, I know they are. So that's a bit heavy. When the Chiefs all of a sudden are like the you know biggest thing ever. Before that, when times were normal, basketball. Kansas and Missouri basketball with their thing the way they are here with us. Sure. And so they understand it. They understand what this is being in Kansas. They understand what it's like to have a national program. And then also Louisville's formerly the number one revenue-producing basketball program in the country, and we're not now. So what you have to do if you're Josh Hurd and you're this administration – you know, you can't go sheepish into the coaching search. And so I put up like a coaching poll yesterday and and there were some people like, oh, it's all big names. So Louisville can't get that. And I'm like, we better. We better go get like a big name. Who did or like they a think very- they couldn't get? Again, I'm not once on the big name because I don't know that there are that many big names. Well, so the names that were on this particular poll were uh, Jerome Tang, Chris Beard, Scott Drew and uh, uh, gosh, who's the last one? I'll pull it up real quick. Uh, oh, Musselman, Eric Musselman from Arkansas, and I, and I changed it from Mick Cronin because mm-hmm. I don't feel like Mick Cronin is really in that poll is is in that realm right now. He's off so the poll. He's just off the poll, and so and 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 the 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 results are final. So now forty four percent final. Well, for scientific. The, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. twenty four hour poll. 3,700 people voted, 44% want Chris Beard, 31.8% want Scott Drew, 14% want Jerome Tang, and 9.7% want Eric Musselman. Yeah, Drew is such an interesting one for me to analyze because he has won in the transfer portal era, clearly. He won with transfers. Yes. But has he, he doesn't, I mean, I do sort of like the notion that a, you know, coach said to me last week when he said this on the air you want a guy who hasn't already made it financially and it's secured that if he fails here that he's going to be fine you want a guy that is on the way up that if he doesn't win at this job his career's ruined you yeah. know like we want that one because i i think that's so that's the only thing about drew that i like there's no question the guy's ability to rebuild and everything else would he have the hunger yeah because you're gonna have to be you're gonna have to live sleep eat and breathe you're, you're not gonna be there's going to be a resting moment. You're not going to be playing a lot of golf around here, right? Unless you're unless you're trying to get nil money uh, for a recruit, you're leaving to go see after nine holes, which makes Richard Patino, Jerome Tang, and Chris Beard. I think really yep. they, they they hit that it's a bad that loss last particular category. It's a bad loss, but what's easier? I mean, they're uh, not they're not a bad team. I mean, is it easier to get a coach out of a program who's been 51. there for 21 years? Or a coach who's been at his program one or two years because Drew's been there for twenty one years. Chris Beer's been at Ole Miss for one, and, yeah. and Jerome Tang's been at K State for two. What's easier? Well, to those pull guys out? are all get them. I mean, I think those. Well, I, don't, I mean, Drew would be the toughest, but I think Tang absolutely would get the hell out of Manhattan, Kansas. Yeah, uh, and Richard, I know, would get out of New Mexico if if people here would. Yeah, 
Yeah. And Musselman's been there six to seven years now. Has he really? Yeah. So time goes by. I can't remember off the, I'm just guessing. Feels like six, seven years. And he was at Nevada before. Killed it there. It was great. I mean, I think Musselman. But, you know, I think about longevity. If I'm Scott Drew and I've won a title and I've been at a place for 21 he years. Been, he's got there in 20, 21, 22, 23. This is fifth year. Yeah. Fifth year. Okay. So, yeah. yeah so, I mean. He might f- start to feel established, and they're they're pretty mid right now. I mean, Arkansas is not. Man, Arkansas when they want to get it going, did that? that oh, I know. That thing's a behemoth. I know. They got it's the t- money. They got the support. You win there, they're going to love you. But right. if you don't win there, they're not. It's not like a lot of SEC jobs where they won't notice. They're going to notice if you they're don't win notice there. They're going to notice in Arkansas. You watch, watch him leveraging because his buyout's only a million right now. It is. So he's. I mean, he might. He's got an agent be like Brom. Bruce Pearl. That cheap Bruce buyout. Pearl, you know. yeah, yeah. No. And he he's always had a million dollar buyout. Yeah, I think he would want a million dollar buyout here. Yeah. So I mean, when you can leverage it, you should do that. That's that's what Brom had at Purdue, right? If, 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 if it was even a million, I mean, I don't even know if it was even. It might have been that much. It might have been a total of a million. But I know they wanted him to up it when they redid his deal, and they said no, no. And they said, oh, but 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 we have to, but because but, but, but uh, no, no, we're not doing it. Yeah, this guy was just in a he was getting ready to a Big Ten title, or you know, that was the year prior. But they again, he said no. I mean, leverage. It's like my line from Dave Baker. You only have it if you use it. That's right. That's the only time you ever have leverage is when you use leverage. When you so, go to the use it. Anyway, we got John Bull with us here tonight. They're in the Ville, ESPN 680, 1057. I don't know, John. We're just talking basketball. Meanwhile, your, your uh, Wisconsin Badgers are, you know, six in the country. So, good morning. Of course they are. Hey, who even <laughs> wants to be a college coach anymore yet with all the NIL stuff? The, the, the money? Plenty of people. <laughs> I mean, I've seen, seen those paychecks. I was reading last night to story about the the guy the Packers hired for their defensive coordinator, the guy from Boston College, Jeff Halfley. Halfley or something like yep. that. I don't know where I was reading this, but uh, they were talking about how, you know, why he, he was in the pros and he got into college, went to Boston College, and then got out, and according to some close friend of his or whatever, he was the, he, essentially he's fleeing because, not just because Boston College is kind of mid, kind of average, but he was saying that it's it's not much time for coaching anymore. It's all NIL, yeah. making sure the players are all happy stuff. Yeah, recruiting your own roster was not a big part of your job, and now it's a huge part of your job, just keeping the guys that you have here. Yep, and he just he just couldn't take it anymore. It's just not, not enough about really coaching and more about NIL and making everybody happy. And that's a tough place money. to do NIL and recruiting just in general. Boston College and in Massachusetts, there's not a lot of players local to there. You have to have an interest. It's a pro town. And there's this whole thought process that's happening now in college football that you're better off being a big-time coordinator like at, at mm. a big-time school or, in this case, an NFL team to be able to move up the ladder as opposed to being like the head coach at Toledo or a lower power five school like Boston College Because I think is. you probably have to deal in those numbers, that marketplace of the dollars and cents and the right. pressure on your own roster and all that. I mean, I think traditional, you know, a coach that succeeded 10 years ago to about seven years ago, it doesn't mean much unless they've done it in this era. Right. Isn't it more than just college football though it's, it's like the jay rights of this world are just like mm-hmm. like this is not worth it anymore this is too hard of a job oh it's 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 worth it <laughs> monetarily right though. but like coach k you know he was getting long in the tooth right like there was a time for him but like jay wright had he's got a lot of year he could if he wanted to coach right now he'd be fine and he'd be but i think they just were like you know what i've got enough money and you know it doesn't bother jeff brown seems to thrive on it i know that's what's the best part yeah well that's I mean, that's the way he and others like him are wired. I'm just saying that it's just 
it just seems like it's just too much to juggle now um, with the, with all the money matters and makes everybody happy. Yeah, I mean, they could always go into insurance, but I don't think it pays as well. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's straight there. <laughs> no, no, and then okay, so then you you're like, all right, well, college is too complex with NIL. Let me just go to the pros. Then you go to the pros. And there are an average of eight job openings every year because you get fired every year. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about what everybody wants to talk about, which is cockfighting and the, and the John Bull uh, <laughs> uh, investigative uh, story on this. So, um, you know, I, I'm reading it. I haven't seen the whole piece because it was traveling, which is a really bad excuse because they have Internet there, too. But I haven't watched it. But so give us the update that you can now. Well, just um, there's been no downside to it. Um, uh, everybody, the, the guy uh, at Animal Wellness Action, Wayne Fuselli, who I go way back with, who used to be the head of the Humane Society of the United States, he he, he emailed me and said, "That's," he said, "Holy crap, yeah, that's the best tax fighting story I've ever seen. We're gonna we're gonna use it now nationally to, to push out wow. what's going on." And uh, they were they were very pleased with it. I, I just uh, I just used a lot of the material. I think the, the most remarkable thing about the story is. The investigative work that this group Shark has done—I um, mean, they're, they're better than TV stations hmm. with their drones and hidden cameras and informants and just repeatedly busting state police, uh, either not reacting or or in bed with the with the cockfighters. It's it's truly remarkable. You got to you. I, I, implore everybody to actually watch it what the uh what the shark cameras were able to catch yeah i'm, I'm seeing some of it now but what so what's like the newest portion of this because you some of this you, you did this gosh how many 2001 or something when did you start doing the story on this oh uh, i did i did one in 2001 and then i was the guy that went undercover i put on my legalized cockfighting shirt and uh and busted <laughs> bevin at the cock at the cockfighting rally no that what what's new is that they uh <laughs> They had a sit down with the state police commissioner and uh, a member of of Bashir's cabinet uh, right before right before Thanksgiving, telling them cockfighting season starting and we've got this vast network and we're going to be giving you live active cockfighting tips and we expect you guys to do something this time. And they they contend that they're not. But the thing that blew me away was they sent me um, in over the past two years as they've been trying to get police to do something about it. They've got documented um, situations where they, they've got a, a cockfight going on, and they got the drone up over it, and they call police, and, like, in one case, uh, police come, pull in the driveway, and then immediately back out and the cock, let the cockfighters all flee and then go inside for what, what the shark timed out to be seven minutes, left without busting anybody, later telling everybody there was no sign of cockfighting there. Meanwhile, after they pull back out of the driveway and after they've let all the cockfighters go, then the drones are videotaping them hauling out the, the cages of birds. <sighs> wow. And taking the, taking the weapons off the dead birds. And then what's, what's, what's most uh, concerning is that they're alleging that the state police are colluding with the, with the cockfighters. Like they've got, they're paying they've them off to ignore it or what? They've been, they've been calling in tips uh, to the cockfighters or to, to the state police about the cockfights, and then immediately, right after they call in their tip to state police post, their drone is videotaping all the cockfighters running out the back door, fleeing to the hmm. the cars. And they're certain 
The only way that that's happening is their call then got flipped right over and the somebody from the state police post tipped them off. Sure. Yeah, there's that, that's the only way that happens, right? And they've got it, I mean, they've got it videotaped over and over again. Yeah, boy, you're right. This drone footage is something. Man. So what now? Now, I mean, so the question is now what turned to Kentucky State Police? Like, what are you guys doing? Exactly. Exactly. And I, and I, I am kicking myself because instead I took the high road and went the email route. Mm. And, of course, that never Oh, man, anywhere. John Bull Wave 3 News gets, gets, gets a lot of people scared. Well, I was going to go. I was going to go. The state police commissioner was going to. Uh, he, he was testifying over in Frankfurt. I was going to go, just like ambush interview. Just mm-hmm. like go and, and when he's done, hit him with these questions. And I instead, I emailed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, had, I had emailed the day before. If I hadn't emailed the day before, I would have just gone and, and done that. But so what? So what was the end result of that? Did they respond to the email? Not respond? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they sent me uh, some. No, they sent me three press releases. Uh, yes, we have done something. And then if you read the press releases, they're all bust by the feds, not state police. The fed, the so, dark and animal wellness have no no problem with the feds. The feds, uh, when they give them tip, they they do something. Man, it's all state police. And this goes. What I tried to show historically is this goes way back. Like there's just this pattern in Kentucky going back 20 plus years, whether it's politicians or police of just for some reason not doing anything and and being in cahoots with them so who picks the ball i mean you you've shed light on it um the it, ksp is trying to sound like shift the blame who comes in uh, and, and says okay we've got there's awareness here i mean the, 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 you say the feds like what branch of government or what you know what department is that who who has to well, somebody's got to answer that somebody must have watched this and gone all right was, all right we got to have some answers on this because this isn't wouldn't that be the governor i isn't that sure ultimately the governor i would think i mean yeah if it's happening in the state of kentucky you'd want to go you know right. you know i mean maybe our attorney general is too busy writing up an anti-nil uh, lawsuit or something to join the other states let's but, hope so but i mean seriously <laughs> I mean, uh, the the buck stops with the governor. It's his state police commissioner. You know, it's his mm-hmm. it's his deal. Well, we need to, we need a statement. Let's have a talk. John Ball, Wave Three News. Hi, Andy. You know, hey, uh, <laughs> what are we doing here on this one? Um, exactly. Damn. Well, hopefully something comes. They are just terrible. I mean, the the these the cockfights. It was so. It's. I'm seeing this footage. It just reminds me that when we were down in Puerto Rico and went across yeah. the street. We thought it'd be fun, and we were just horrified after about ten minutes. Like, Animal uh, crew. Get the hell out of here. Terrible. You know. It's funny because um, that's the same reaction I had when I went, and we're, we bust out the TV cameras and we're talking to people out in the lot, and then one guy says, "Well, what did you think?" I'm like, "I'm a hunter, man," and I even I think that's sick. It was sick. And then I had some people uh, private messaging me after it aired, and they were like, hey, man, I got to tell you, I I actually went to a cockfight, too, one time. And then I'm like, what would you think? And they're like, "Uh, yeah, pretty pretty brutal, pretty pretty sick. The warm-ups were the true brutality for me because they're like smacking the, the, the chicken to get it ticked off. Oh, they kind of make with it like, mad? With some sort of, you know, like a foam object. Oh, yeah, trying to just piss it off. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is barbaric. I've never, man. I've never seen one. I've never even seen a you don't reenactment of one. You don't want to go. Yeah, I don't think I do. I wouldn't get the chicken fingers either. That's generally Ooh. that's the loser stew. No, that's what I noticed when I went to Ruth's loser Arena. Stew. It was the 
they, the concession had all you wanted to eat different things, but they didn't have any chicken. Hell no. Yeah. And with some chicken fingers? No, I don't. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's now, part of that is you're stepping over dead birds on your way to the concession stand. It was like out in the, in the arena. At oh, Roost Arena, they man. do this? Uh, that, yes. At Roost Arena, I was stepping over dead birds. To get to the concession stand. Where is Roost Arena? Where exactly? Williamsburg, it, it was, I don't know if it's still there, but it was in Williamsburg, Kentucky, right down on the border. Exit 10, I believe, because it's where Cumberland College, uh, I believe, was where I played many a tennis match. Did you go to Roost Arena for cockfights? No, no, we didn't after the match. We didn't swing by the, the, the cockfights. So you've no. only seen a uh, cockfight in uh, Puerto Rico. Yeah, not some shady, illegal backwoods in Kentucky. Yeah, no. I mean, the thing in Puerto Rico, though, John, it's amazing. Like, it's got a sign out front that says cockfighting. Well, like, it's not It's illegal. obviously legal there, but it's like, you know. Well, that was, you know, that so was part of my story back in 2001. There were, there were signs. We were getting a little bit lost, but thanks to the big signs posted out on some of the main roads, <laughs> Roost Arena this way. <laughs> like, it was hard to miss. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully they weren't permanent signs. It would be rather easy to bust them if no, they were the game. No, they weren't permanent. They were they were hand done. Yeah. And they were they were funny. I should have I should have grabbed one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like No, oh, yeah, keep like, it at home. Like, yeah. The, yeah, like we we saved the time I got protested at WLKY by by Lewis Coleman in the Justice Resource Center. Oh, you got protested? And, Man, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We did this big two-part thing on on Reverend Coleman and um uh, looking into a bunch of allegations, mm. and uh, and before the thing was going to air, um, they, they gathered on the lawn of LKY and uh, with with misspelled protest signs. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. a framer. They were, all, they were like they were all printed up ones. You know what I mean? Like not hand Rooster Arena signs. They were all like printed up. Oh, I love this. Yeah, and then they they left them all on the lawn after their protest of the story that they hadn't even seen yet, and um, and we grabbed a bunch. So we we kept them around for for a while. I still don't have one uh, to this day, but we I had one for a while. It was, yeah, it was uh, money is no substitute for equality, <laughs> and they they forgot the, the first T on the word substitute. <laughs> Uh, my my dream is to be protesting. Somebody has a sign like "Your Y O U R a jerk." You know, like they have right. the wrong "your" on there. Which I don't know why that's right. so well, hard I, for today's generation to know one is "you are" and one's possessive. But it's a, apparently like you know advanced calculus. Yeah, that was that was around the year two thousand or one. We got we got protested with misspelled signs. That's fantastic. That's I, I can't love yeah. that that more. Um, John Bowl is here. Wait, 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 so what do you make of the Baffert's week? So or week and a half, he drops his lawsuit against Churchill. Is it? I mean, his appeal, not his lawsuit. He drops his appeal. He's already lost, but he got dropped his appeal. And then the owners say, "We're not switching barns." I don't know what to make of the second half of that. The yeah. first, when the first news broke, I thought for sure that that signaled that they had come to some kind of a settlement with Churchill. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What did you think? Uh, well, no, I didn't on? think that. I just think that was somebody that kind of got to him and said, look, you're never running in this race while this litigation's pending. You're, you're, you're more than likely, I mean, I would say not running in 150. You're, but, you know, they probably said you're definitely not running 150. If you want to do 151, 152, 153, you know, it's, it's tough to ask for a favor from someone you're suing. Yeah, you got to put the gun in the holster. <laughs> in general, yeah. you know? 
Yeah, that, okay, so that's what I thought, but I thought something might be more imminent. Um, as for the second half of it, I I don't know. I, yeah. My first reaction to that was the horses aren't good enough anyway to make the derby, but <laughs> I'm not positive of that. Yeah, I don't know his barn. I, I assume he's got plenty of derby contenders, though. I would. I mean, I just well, assume it, but I don't know. It's early, too. And, uh, I had seen Muth run. Uh, I can't remember when, but I saw that one run. I wasn't very impressed. It, I just didn't think he had much, so he was going to maybe point him toward the Preakness. I don't know. Mark, what do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's so early. I don't know that you can exactly say that he doesn't have anything. He might feel that way. I do think that it's Baffert's like, listen, I'm going to lose or we're going to drag this out. It's not good for the sport. It's not good for me because I'm every time it comes up in the, in the media, I get my name drugged through the mud. It's probably better to just move on and let and let the sport move on too. And I think, you know, somebody had to, somebody had to flinch and it was Baffert. Yeah, I think he's he's just angling to try to get into next year's because yeah. they're gonna they're gonna they were gonna hold him hostage forever, and uh, he's just getting older. This is a man who had a heart attack right years ago. So yeah, I, so I'm looking uh, at a horse racing nation article um, that's got the Baffert ones they were speculating might move, and it was Nisos Muth. Well, look, I'll give you the odds on these horses. You don't care about the names. Um, Fifteen to one, twelve to one, fifty to one, thirty-five to one. These are, by the way, really good odds at this time of year. So. Um, you know, Coach Prime. Oh man, there's a Coach Prime horse, <laughs> uh, Prince of Monarco. Um, I don't know. There's a list of about seven or eight. I mean, once you get over the 125 range, I go, okay, well, maybe, maybe not. But I mean, hell, Justify what had had only run its maiden race this time, you know, in 2018, whatever year that was. Yeah, no, I know. I, I uh, we just had our big meeting yesterday at Wave about um, Derby and what mm-hmm. stories we're going to cover. And I was like, man, we need to fly somebody out to talk to Baffert. Yeah, if he I would. Still, I still maintain that's a that's a humongous part of this year's Derby story is what's going on with him. And if you guys remember, like, I don't know if you've ever talked to his attorney. Is it Clark? Uh, He's got several. <laughs> you know. Well, the main one. Yeah. His main attorney, I've talked to him before. He is wound on this. Like, he is, they, they really, really, really believed in his case. To a point, I mean, all attorneys, you know, do. That's their but job, to yeah. a point that I don't often see in in my line of work at journalism. Like, these guys were, like, at that at that uh, uh, panel discussion they had downtown, um, yeah. he was off the chains, man. Uh, like, they were wired on this. So, But he was also, so you know, the fact that, it. I couple the fact that he wasn't at Pegasus last week with, with National Treasure, who won. Mm. To, you know, it seems like he was... Trying to keep you know a low a low profile publicly, you know maybe trying to do some of this behind the scenes because I mean you I would expect I mean I think if he had still had that litigation going he would want to win it be there say look we got you know here's the star of the sport he's got the best horse right. but he wasn't there. No, I know it. I know that you're right. Which is weird. <laughs> it I mean, was weird. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, if you want to, whole thing is weird. If you want to talk to him, John, you could probably go all the way to Arkansas. You probably don't have to go all the way to California. You could probably catch up with him at like the Arkansas Derby or something like that. Probably could. Like right, but right now I'm in the the bowels of Wave down in the basement, uh, looking at. Uh, now we're starting to pull old archival stuff. I'm going to be. Uh, I volunteered yesterday to be in charge of the some of the of the history pieces ah. um, for our coverage this year for Derby 150. So. 
I'm going to get back into it. This is a huge weekend. I did not realize all the races are this week. Southwest, you got the, the Southwest yep. at, at Oakland. You got the Withers at Aqueduct. You got the Bob Lewis Stakes at Santa Anita, and the Holy Bull at Gulfstream. That is yeah, a, the Holy that's Bull. A, yeah, that's a huge prep weekend there. My goodness. Yeah, we're going to get to see uh, Fierceness debut this year in the Holy Bull. So, yeah, that's, that's an, Fierceness is at top of the standings right now with, from Rapoli Stable and Todd Pletcher. And he hadn't run. Not this year. Oh, this year. Okay. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That, I went through the. Uh, you guys ever read the Derby Dozen? Um, it was a Byron Crop, Byron uh, King, mm-hmm. does that, and uh, it's really well done. And I didn't see any Baffert horses in the in the top twelve in his top twelve at all. Yeah. No, I mean Steve Asmussen, Todd Pletcher, Brad Cox, the the, the yep. usual suspects there. Uh, and then you know you'll you'll see a Brennan Walsh, you'll see a Chad Brown, you'll see. You know some of these you know off-brand trainers too that get, that you know sneak in and their story for the Derby week. It'll be great. Yeah, and all of them uh, very carefully choosing their skin ointments. Make sure they don't have any messages on it. You know, I no could doubt. spin the wheel of content and and point you in a number of directions. But do you have a story this week? You're like, oh, this would be fun to talk to, to Dean Blankenbaker about. Was there anything you were like watching this week? Yes. Um, I had some guys yesterday, I picked up some of my books from a warehouse, and they asked a very compelling question, they, because we started reminiscing about the old days of the Tough Man contest. Oh, and they asked, why, is, why do we no longer have the Tough Man contest? Of all the glory days of the Tough Man. Do you guys know why it went away? No, I'd love to know. And contest. And could we start a movement <laughs> to bring it back? Why did it go away? Why did it go away? Why did it go away? If, okay, if anybody listening to this, any of the power brokers that listen to the dinner show, <laughs> if you know why it went away, but more importantly, could we get it back? What would it take? Uh, I would love to champion that cause because a some of the best times of my life, and they, I was talking with these guys at this warehouse, these really good guys, and remembering details of all the years of the incredible tough man down at at uh, at the arena down there. So, so you don't know? You're saying you'd like to know? I don't know. Oh, I'm oh, okay. You. Oh, okay. So I, yeah. I'm just reading. I'm just I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Too. Wikipedia page. Yeah. But apparently, in 2003, uh, there was a tough woman contest uh, where a, a, a woman suffered a brain injury, and then there was some lawsuits and things like that. So that's the last. That was, oh, it actually ended up being a, a death uh, out of it. Uh, there probably had to be multiple deaths out of the tough man contest, but. I don't know. I don't know if that's the only one, if that's the only big issue, major injury or something like that. Now, but was that okay, was that in Louisville? It was in Sarasota, Florida. But Tough okay, Man is like a brand I, that they had yeah, in yeah. like seventy to a hundred different cities. They would just go from place to place. No, I know. I know. And do you remember they used to actually have a nationally syndicated show on Friday nights where Lawrence Taylor was one of the commentators? <laughs> <laughs> really? Was, I do remember was, that. And, uh, yeah. And even in, no, it was really, really good. It was like Matt Vaspergian or something like that. Oh, yeah. The, he used to be on, on other uh, video games. He was like on the baseball. He was okay, a Fox announcer, the, I think. Matt Vaspergian, yeah. Yeah, Vaspergian. He was the play-by-play. And it caught my attention because LT was the color commentator. And it was actually highly entertaining. It was good. They would, they would do a broadcast from a different city in America each week, and they would run it like on Friday nights or Saturday nights. And it was really, really good. And it was during the heyday of tough bands around the country. And then 
we just always wondered why it went away. Tommy Morrison started out there. You know, Tommy Machine Gun. And, oh, he did. From, uh, better fi- Butterbean. Bucky Five. Um, yeah. I mean, Mr. T, notable competitors. No, I know. And, and yeah. like, uh, I mean, we, we headed down to a science. If you guys have ever gone, like, there always were uh, three types of dudes that fought. There was the uh, bar bouncer kind of guy. Mm-hmm. There was the uh, a gym, like the bodybuilder kind of guy who thought he was chiseled and could win. And then there was always like the Fort Knox soldier kind of guy that could take a punch. Yeah. And the Fort Knox soldier kind of guy always ended up winning. That's, yeah, that's great. I'm looking at these here. I forgot there there was a movie starring Dennis Quaid called Tough Enough. Uh, on, on it. And then in 95, Sega Genesis even licensed a video game called Tough Man Contest. Man. Man. When Chase was born, yeah. the world was a totally different place than it is now. <laughs> yeah. Totally different place. Like, Chase, you missed out. You I was did I was right before oh. 9-11. I was March before 9-11. That's when everybody says that the world changed. I don't yeah. know. Jimmy Kimmel had the but man just, show. We had the tough man competition. There was the Chappelle show. The, the toy tiger was still open. And no, doing, not no one. I don't uh, think. Maybe don't not think. by then, but they were doing wet t-shirt contests and stuff like that. The world was a different place, Chase. You missed out. Jim Porter's was, uh, was open. They used to rank the how hot the news anchors were. All right? That, that was like five happened. years ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> James says you can get to the, you can yeah. get to the airport right yeah. before no, your flight. Listen, yeah. listen the, there are a lot of sports events I've looked forward to in my life. But the tough man in Louisville was the, my favorite thing I ever went to every year, <laughs> without a doubt. Because Bring the tough real, man back. Yeah, it was real life. It was guys who thought they were tough realizing they were cowards in one punch. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, good work on. Uh, we'll see where this your your uh, your, your cockfighting story goes. And, um, so- All right. Well, thank you very much. And uh, if any anybody knows how we could get this going again, like I was going to pitch like a celebrity kind of uh, tough man division, like where Not me, I'm like, out. News anchors fight each other. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Redfield versus Weinberg. Prop- yeah, yeah. We'll do that. Yeah. Problem is, you do this and you would pull out the last remaining healthy parts of your bag. No, I'm not saying I would do it anymore. Oh, oh, okay. uh, there, there was a time when I would do it, but uh, uh, I think it would be huge. I mean, isn't it just isn't it hasn't basically been replaced by mixed martial arts? I mean, essentially, like UFC. Yeah, but it's not as it's it's not as brutal. Way more interesting than mixed yeah. martial arts because this is yeah. average Joes thinking they're tough. Yeah, I want to see. You know, Kendrick is actually doing some boxing. I don't know if you know about that, John Bull, but he's been working out doing some boxing. I'd like to see him matched up against like a Kent Spencer. <laughs> That'd be I would good. too. That'd be great. I would too. I would too. Well, we're all for uh, violence amongst our news anchors. So, all right. Well, all right. John. All right. We'll talk to you soon, man. Appreciate Bring it. Bring back the tough man. All right. Have a good day. There, you, there you go. John <laughs> Ball with us. I know he's always got. Yeah, I never want to let him just, uh, you know, leave our presence and not have something he's been thinking about. The tough I, man contest. I agree. Yeah, it was uh, it was right there. All right, we'll continue along here. Two six seven nine six eighty is is the number to get in uh, as we roll along here. Hey, uh, if you haven't downloaded the FanDuel app, man, you really you've got to uh, make sure that uh, you you get in time for Super Bowl because you're going to get two hundred dollars in bonus bets uh, with your first five dollar bet. So it's it's great. Look, they got. I mean, they have every prop. They frankly have just about every prop on every game played. Anyway, NBA, NFL. There'll be some even more fun ones with this one, uh, but. It's just, it's great. You get, and you have to log on every day to see. All right, there's a no sweat bet. Okay, well I'll take advantage of that. You lose it, you get the money back. You know, sometimes up to ten dollars, sometimes up to twenty five. 
Uh, but whatever it is, download the FanDuel app. Go to FanDuel.com slash Drew D, and you're going to be able to jump on in on that. Like, for example, no sweat, same game parlay tonight in the NBA. But uh, you, you name it, they've got it at FanDuel. Uh, got to be 21 or older, present Kentucky, $10 first deposit required. Bonus issues, non-withdrawable bonus bets expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 